back to the Trees and Nylon podcast. I'm your host, Trees and Nylon. You can call me Trees. And I'm joined today by the hidden and why of Gorb, the people's hidden and why, I might say. And one of the amazing lore keepers of all things Gorb that we have in this community, it is Lars of Advanced Research. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Hi, of course. Trees. Ben. <laughs> Hello, nice to meet you. Nice um, to meet you. This, is a, this is a big day. We just talked about it right before we hit record. But um, I don't know if anyone's been formally introduced to who you are Lars instead of just advanced research um because there's no looking through your page there's no hint of who could even be running it so there's been a little bit of mystique in the past is there a reason why you dropped you, you're dropping the anonymity at least for this right now no just like uh i mean it's it was and it still is it was just my uh, personal mute board mm-hmm. and it didn't like it was like uh, sharing stuff with friends mostly so people know who i who i am mm-hmm. then it started growing and a lot of people didn't know and uh then i had an exhibition um two weeks ago in paris with mm-hmm. Gore-Tex studio and had a panel talk there and there was like more or less like my face person revealed so i think it's uh, (laughs) it's about time it's about time like it doesn't make sense to to keep away yeah nice nice i'm gonna hold on to mine for as long as i can even though there's some people that have already found me uh because it's it's not too hard but anyway uh for anyone who doesn't know this is the trees and nylon podcast where we don't just talk about face reveals we talk about trees and also nylon uh trees being the outdoors nylon being clothing not just associated with outdoors but mostly it is um working through a past present future progression with both of those topics so lars my question for you top the episode what do you want to start with trees and nylon and nylon nylon all right beautiful yeah so tell me looking through your page you you love this stuff all right you got nylon all over the page tell me a little bit about how your affinity for fashion came about so um i think primarily i'm i'm a fan Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, just a fan. Like, and, yeah. um, it also happens. Like, uh, I work in uh, streetwear mm-hmm. for now. Like, including like, like my early job in a skate shop with sixteen. Like, more about twenty five years. Okay. Uh, in streetwear, fashion, menswear. So and yeah, I always was the fan of functional garments and streetwear i would say yes okay so you're always just what was like your first introduction to streetwear oh, my first introduction to streetwear was definitely through skateboarding i think mm-hmm. and I'm- like then more particular to to the interest I, I I shared till today was through being hunted in two thousand one. Mm-hmm. What was like some of the brands that like caught your eye back then when you were skating? I mean, I could probably name a few of them myself, but just let me know. So back then, for me, it was like um, Dross, DC, Forster, mm. uh, Girl Chocolates. That were, were kind of the brands that mm-hmm. also like pushed like a little bit more than just like t-shirts and hoodies. Yeah. Way back then. And then uh 
later on, like uh, late 90s, was Supreme definitely. And Supreme opened up a little more my eyes to like the higher like, end of things or like the yes yes i get yes. you i get you yes nice um so that was previously and so from skating it's there seems to be some sort of pipeline from streetwear to the scorp core outdoor functional wear thing that we're doing these days um how did you find yourself stumbling down that like what was what was a a big moment for you to get into the gorp core scene so this was also like like early back like the beginnings of being hunted like mm -hmm. when being hunted was featuring like Burton Adium, uh, the snowboard line, and then introducing mm -hmm. uh, acronym. At least to my to, to okay. me, yeah, yeah, like, it's all about you. <laughs> early 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 two thousands, and that's when my like uh, interest in functional garments and also functional aesthetics really grow, but always with uh, like. Um, streetwear aesthetics around it yeah okay so you like maintain the streetwear but it's like also here's some like cool like techwear pieces and stuff like that that kind of just popped up exactly um, and what is it about because i mean you it's not just the gorp style you know you're posting stussy you're posting stuff like that um which i guess could be considered some of the stuff that but anyway uh what is it now about this style that you really like um mostly the functionality i mean like mm -hmm. It also like like at least if you live in Northern Europe, it totally makes sense to wear a shell jacket also in the city, mm -hmm. not only for outdoor activity. And uh, what's interesting for me is it's mixing up so different different genres. It's much much brighter and wider than Gorbcore for me, mm -hmm. but everything that that that. Um, at least in in the in the accounts I I follow uh, around, like it's mixing up so so many interests, so many fields. It's just not that one drawer gorp core for me. It's just like uh, it's also like um, selling vintage stuff and secondhand stuff mm -hmm. that has function to it. People bringing up uh, new ideas. Uh, uh, to the field like all the emerging like small little emerging brands like that one brand armies that really pushing that functional aesthetic mm -hmm. that's kind of interesting for uh for me like i mean there, there are different fields uh for me it's hard to put it into one drawer mm -hmm. like it's like it's like so many fields <laughs> so many people uh pushing so many interesting ideas and I like it like how some of the ideas connect and people connect and uh, creating something new which I don't I don't want to give it a, a name at all you know it's just mm -hmm. like yeah no I many agree good I people many many good good ideas around yeah. functional products yeah I always was interested in the functional products like uh I was like when I was younger. I also like uh, I was wearing a lot of like like military garments mm -hmm. <laughs> and like the functional uh, uh, points of it, or like workwear garments and like like products with purpose. Yeah, were always like interests. And now that 
wider spectrum that opened up. Um, through the Gorbko hype, mm-hmm. that was for a long time something that like there are so many creators like 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 even you and your podcast and you know like there's a whole scene around it yeah yeah there's a whole scene around it but with different people from from different backgrounds having a different vision about it and that's what i kind is like super interesting for me i agree yeah i like that phrase products with a purpose you know because you know even even you going back to the military gear and stuff you grew up wearing like military surplus it has a purpose you know and all of the most of these clothes have a purpose you know once you get into some of the more high higher end stuff that's kind of like you know gucci north face the purpose was to make money i don't think there was really a purpose yeah. in uh in the the functionality of that clothing even though you know it's still going to keep you warm um but I agree, especially with like a lot of these smaller brands that are starting up. Uh, Prague with a purpose, I think, is a good way to put it. I like that a lot. So I guess we can move on to the future already for this this whole thing. Um, tell me a little bit about where you kind of see this whole crazy scene that we're in evolving to. Where do you like it to evolve to? Stuff like that. Mm. I think a big part of it will like like all that hype these stuff will die out. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also like uh, a big part of it like 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 experience the functionality of, of a shell jacket or uh whatever like a lot of people like will stick with functional clothing. Mm-hmm. That's that's one part. For the people who bought the the product, not because of hype, just just because of purpose, like we said, like yeah, this will stay the same. Then they, they, they in in the first place, these people like bought it for the functionality, uh, and they will keep uh, um, buying it for the functionality. But I think mm-hmm. overall, like yeah. Brands will have to evolve the product. Yeah, I agree. That's so. That's that's. A so you're saying bar. eventually things will evolve. Do you know how yeah. that they how they will go? Like, are you are you saying like? I remember someone said in the Gorpi Awards, they're like more sustainable. Gore-Tex jacket. Do you think sustainability will be big? You think we're just gonna kind of forget that and make like the craziest waterproof jacket that we can? Like, how how do you think it'll move in the scene when it does evolve? Um, I mean, it's it it would be. I mean, sustainability is always the question. Like, also like waterproofing, like a, a shell jacket is per se not sustainable. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But if you have that one jacket that that's um, having like a multiple functions for for you that you can wear uh, over the whole year, like in the springtime, but also in wintertime with a, a liner jacket under it, and you mm-hmm. only have the one jacket, that could be a sustainable op- option. Right doesn't make it like a for for some Gore-Tex order doesn't make it really sustain sustainable if you're stacking up uh 20 child jackets <laughs> yeah but the idea to have that one piece 
jacket that's really reliable for you that you can wear um, in the city, uh, outside in the fields, uh, during rain, also in the subway, whatever situation, that makes it kind of sustainable for me. If people really stick to the idea to the one product that uh, covers everything for me. Right. Right. Cool. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to say about nylon just in general? This nylon section, I should say. I really like, like, like one part I really like is to see all that, um, vintage and secondhand uh, shops popping up mm -hmm. and creating like, like a new assortment for people so that uh, products are used uh, second, third time, fourth time and switch hands. I mean, that's kind of the uh, sustainable part for me. Mm -hmm. And that are like, like a 90s Oakley jacket can be still worn today and it's still up yeah. to date. You don't need to buy a new product uh, for it. So that's, uh, yeah, that's something I, I like a lot about uh, the nylon part at the moment. Me too, man. Yeah, I agree. And I think I say this like every single podcast, but sustainability, upcycling, reworking, vintage, like all that stuff I think is wonderful. And I think it's very in line with the community values of, yeah. you know, we enjoy the nature. We should also enjoy practices that save nature as much as possible, you know? Yeah, exactly. Also, when I see like, like, uh, uh one of your last uh, podcast guests, like James, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. So who's making like all the upcycling projects he's doing? That's mm -hmm. that's yeah, yeah. That's something I, I I see. That's one of one of the things I'm talking about. Like so many people bringing their vision and idea to it, right? And that's these are the really sustainable visions for me. Like that that's upcycling. Even like a destroyed uh, three layer jacket can be a nice tote bag. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Who's to say? You know, you get one yeah. rip in your Arcteryx jacket, and if you can't patch it back up, turn it into something cooler. You know. Yes. Yeah, I love that. I love that mentality, and it's just having the skill set also to be able to do that is huge. Yeah. Um, which I don't have, but I'd like to no, know at some point. It's crazy. It's crazy what yeah. he's doing. I just like always like when I look at his products, it's wow. Insane. It's always super cool. Yeah. I'm a I'm a greater good super fan over here. I got my friends to buy. Uh, chalk bags and stuff from him as well is there anything else you'd like to say about nylon or we can move on to no. the tree section awesome so yeah moving on to trees uh tell me a little bit well you're kind of a mystery man so i kind of want to start at the present what is your relationship with the outdoors like and how was it growing up we'll move on to the past but yeah what is it like no like uh, like today I, I live in berlin okay uh pretty urban so mm-hmm but I, uh, I enjoy a lot of like uh, city walks and city hikes. Mm -hmm. No outdoor stuff, just like. But uh, I love to be out, out, outside a lot, walk around a lot, and then uh, functionality, functional clothing is as important as being outdoors. Okay. Okay. But I, but 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 I grew up um, in the western of Germany and. In, in, okay outside of cologne like very rural area okay and that was like my my uh connection like to outdoors and nature and i had like like long um weekend hikes with my dad 
uh, all times. So yeah, that's what that's like my connection back then. I think like from from that part, kind of part that are still like now living in a big city like Berlin, I enjoy like mm-hmm. if I'm you know if I'm stressed or if I need need some relaxation, I enjoy some like long weekend walks through the city. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Through the city. Yes. Yes. Um. So that, that kind of leads me to my next question of what is your current schedule like? How often are you getting out there? Would you like to would you like to get out? Because I mean Germany has some great landscapes. Would you like yes. to go out and like explore that more? Yes. I I would I would like to, but right at the moment, like like I told you before, uh-huh. I'm dead of a four year four years old now. At the moment, she's a little bit too young, like for like long hikes and everything. Mm-hmm. But in the future, I definitely want to like uh, make that get part. back on that yeah together with my family because i i remember um and i don't know this is just me being ignorant of geography give me a sec yeah. i don't know how far away berlin is from this area i spent when i was 12 my mom took me and my sister um all throughout europe we did like a road trip basically we flew into frankfurt nice and then drove all around yeah so we went to like the Alsace region in between france and germany Mm-hmm. And we did like a bunch of uh, driving through the mountains there, saw tons of castles. And even though I was only 12, I remember that very fondly. It was an it was an awesome time. Like just the scenery there is so beautiful and vast and the mountains are so wonderful there. So, yeah, I, was, I, I wasn't going to scold you, but I was going to say, you got to get out there more, man. You got to go take you got to go take some time out there. It's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, also like like all over Germany has like really beautiful very diverse like nature like uh, three hours outside of berlin you have uh saxony uh swiss mm. it's called it's like uh, uh very rocky uh with a lot of mountains uh for climbing etc oh. uh, there's a lot of uh yeah there's a lot of diverse like super beautiful nature mm. Are you a climber? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Do you want to be a climber? No. Or no. a boulderer? No. No, <laughs> no why not? No. Uh, I think right now my 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 uh, uh physical fitness uh-huh. is way w- far away from enjoying it really. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will say this. I know a guy at the climbing gym who tells a wonderful story about how he lost a hundred pounds by just bouldering. I can't imagine that. Def- definitely, definitely. Yeah, definitely. But I also know that where you are right now, having a child, it's uh, easier to focus yeah. on a child. It's more important yeah. to focus on a child, you know? Yeah. And st- still, I think like, like, like bouldering, like in Berlin, is it's there, but it's not that big. So like, mm-hmm. it will take me like 30 to 45 minutes to go to a bouldering hall, you know? Oh, if really? You, if, you, if, you can, if you come, if you, if you come home from work, like bring a child to bed, then you have to go yeah. out like, then you gotta minutes. go. Yeah. No, I get that. <clears throat> it's, it's not, it's not, not happening very often, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think like the repetition is doing the job and if you don't have the repetition every every time is kind of frustrating yeah so i really i really like uh, i enjoy cfc people uh bouldering climbing but right right now i'm not in the state for it like maybe yeah things change in the future like 
when my daughter gets all uh, gets older then like mm-hmm. yeah yeah maybe I'll take I have with more you time. after yes. after work yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly exactly maybe she i mean i see, saw a lot of like like kids like enjoying like bordering holes mm-hmm. uh, climbing there so yeah then it's maybe different yeah 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 well i i was going to say cuz i see there's like two or three families that go and the kids are you know younger I don't know. They, I think they're older. They're definitely like six or seven, but they're out there with their families and their parents are like helping them up the walls and they're learning slowly as the parents are learning. It's nice. It's nice to see. Um, but good stuff, man. Uh, so yeah, I guess we'll, let's talk about the future since I'm going to kind of coax you into saying you're going to go outside more. Um, where are some places that you would like to go once it's time? Oh, uh... <sighs> <laughs> or would you like some suggestions <laughs> no no definitely i mean like there's like like i said all over germany like for for hiking it's it's mm-hmm. amazing you have like so many different um settings and backgrounds mm-hmm. and I think that there's enough stuff, enough uh, and also enough to explore just just by hiking. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and yeah. so that at, is at, 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 at the moment. At the moment, I I start like for to get back my fitness. I I started running. Oh, nice! I never 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 tried trail running. Okay. Uh, so this is something for the future. I definitely, but I definitely do increase my fitness level by far, like to, to try that. Okay. Yeah. I think, you know, big advocate here for going outside. So yes, I would definitely say, get that, get that going. Um, and you don't have to always go. It has, doesn't have to be like a super long hike. You can just like go to a Vista. Go yeah. to like a nice on a nice drive and just stop at the top and have like a dinner or just watch the sunset. You know, just being I think being in nature is important. And I'm sure you would agree with this Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Just being in nature is important. Um experiencing it. It and there's hundreds of different ways. Bird watching, kayaking, you know, walking. Like it doesn't have to be super strenuous activity for it to be for it to yeah. count, quote unquote. You know what I mean? That's nice. a, that's something that I really enjoy in the summer. It's like um, we have an area called the the Spree, Spreewald, mm-hmm. wooden area with a lot of kennels and stuff. And I like uh, kayaking around there in the summer. Mm. That's something really amazing. I honestly think we've kind of covered everything. Um, I do have questions for you. Yes. If you would like me to ask those now. Um, yes. So I mentioned earlier that you were the hidden for gorp the people's hidden some would say uh do you know hidden and why do you know who that is yes i know it is. okay cool cool yeah. cool um this is from namu aura they would like to know how do you post so often because I, w- I also would like to know how do you post so often i don't know i think like i'm kind of efficient like i have a i have a timer <laughs> on instagram oh so i have every day only two and a half hours Oh wow! And I manage everything during that time, mm-hmm. and like I said, I'm I'm like 
I'm most likely like only a fan, you know, and if I see something that catches my eyes and I want to spread uh, with friends and everyone who else is following, mm -hmm. I just post. I don't like, <sighs> I don't have a real structure or like real theme. It's just, just stuff I wanted to share with other people. So if I, if I, if I see it like at that moment, uh, I download the pictures and post because wow. at that moment I think it's it's nice. Um, sometimes my daily time limit is not not enough, so some some stuffs got postponed, mm -hmm. and I keep it in my safe. And as soon as I have time, I I push it out. Wow, two and a half but hours a day. That's that's what you said. Your time limit is on Instagram. That's my time limit on Instagram. Like as all after that, it's like it's got to shut down. Uh -huh. So you know, but you have like so many spare times. I drop off my kid in the morning at kindergarten. Then on the way, uh, I go uh, on the way back. Like I have like twenty minutes, thirty minutes, scrolling, see something, download it, keep it like, uh, and then post it. Uh, today and mm -hmm. yeah okay yeah i was also going to say that two and a half hours is good because i have an hour that i give myself on instagram one hour a day is what i'm supposed to have but i find myself clicking that 15 more minutes on the, yeah. on the time thing quite yeah. often uh yeah. that's something that i just need to work on because i'll just find myself mindlessly scrolling um yeah which isn't great for my productivity you know no absolutely not <laughs> so it, it's a lot of like 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 short breaks that i use Mm -hmm. during the day and then it's end up to, to two and a half hours then i'm always quite disappointed if i use the two and a half hours but it's nearly <laughs> oh. every day <laughs> yeah you know it's like but, but uh, yeah that's a, that's the time for the output i have the moment i need that time but it's like small breaks like every hour like every hour, like I finish one task, I pick up the phone like five to ten minutes. Mm -hmm. Next, next hour, next task. I, I okay, I see yeah. What's, Use it what's as kind of like a reward for doing tasks, basically. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of that. That. Yeah, okay. That's the a mechanism behind it. That's good. That's a lot better than like getting up, scrolling on your phone for thirty minutes. Just like find yourself at home after the day, and you're just like, yeah, I'll just check something really quick. Yeah, and you're just there for another hour i found myself Thanks. doing that i need to I need, i'm trying to stop that right now that's yeah. that's just a really bad habit to have um because i'm not really doing anything i'm just scrolling through reels and stuff yeah uh, okay <clears throat> next question outdoor rec would like to know what is your go-to camera my go-to camera yeah, I, I actually actually I only use my use my iPhone. I'm at the moment using an iPhone 14 Pro. Okay, that's Humble my brag. that's my camera to go. But actually, I uh, that that thing I rarely to never uh, use own content. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I just I just repost content so that I don't need a camera like for uh, advanced research at the moment. Nice um cole.jnsn would like to know the you're in the shark tank now are you familiar with that show shark tank 
Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I know what it is. Yes. Okay. 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 You're in the Shark Tank now. Cole would like to know what makes your mood board so different, and why should other people follow it? Actually, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have like, I don't have a USP. I just post the stuff I like. I want uh, and ideas and visions I want to share with people that know me, and everyone else who follows and likes it. I'm happy about mm-hmm. it. And I'm really happy about all the people who are following. I met a lot of people like through Instagram and uh, later on in real life and uh, shout outs to everyone who's following, but I don't have a, I don't have an agenda. I don't have an idea (laughs) or unique selling points. It's just stuff that I like. I want to share with 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 people whoever cares or don't care. It's just, but I don't have a I have an agenda or unique selling points. <laughs> and then, and like you like it or you don't like it. If yeah. you like it, uh, and and I can like share some visions, share some ideas and new mm-hmm. concepts, or maybe like even connect uh, some new people. Yeah, I'm ha- I'm happy about it. But that's the only. Yeah, that's the only way I, I I think about it. I don't. I never thought about like having a unique selling point or being. <laughs> yeah, being like, like answer, that's you not like not it or you idea. don't. Right, so get out of yes. here if you don't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's more. That's that's the point. It's it's, okay. it's just like like it is. I, it's nothing bigger than just like a fan having his. I even don't like the the word like having his mood board. Yeah, it's just a just a fan sharing what he thinks cool is cool on instagram mm-hmm. that's it that's so wonderful stuff i agree um <laughs> this is a funny one ethereal lean would like to know what's the most amazing thing you have ever witnessed <laughs> just like in general what's like the <laughs> what's the most amazing thing you've ever witnessed the birth of my daughter yeah yeah that's, that's so, i'm coming <laughs> so sorry but that's like no it's okay it's that's real. That's a good answer. what it is yeah that should be the answer mr jossie thinks he's funny he said what makes your research so advanced i had several names uh for advanced research before and um the original inspiration shout out for advanced research came to during the pandemic through unknown spaces, mm-hmm. which is still one of my absolute favorite uh, Instagram accounts. Me too. And he gave me the inspiration, but I didn't like want to be like in that, like I said in the beginning, I don't want to be in that one drawer. Yeah. I want to be, I don't want to be pinpoint to one genre or one topic. Like, I want to be like a little bit more advanced and 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 go in different direction. It changed. It changed over the time. Now it's a lot, a lot of more like product driven than it was in the very beginning of advanced research. It was just. It was just a dumb name. I gave I gave myself. I didn't like want to. <laughs> that that was. Just, I didn't even know who I came up with the idea, but I just wanted to have like, okay, it's my research account, like where I look up what's happening on Instagram. And I just called it advanced research. I think it's not more advanced than any other mood board uh, on the gram. <laughs> it's just, it's just, just, just the name of it. So. Just the name. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. 
Um, next question is from Tectonic Theory. They would like to know when and why did you start your page? We know why you started it because you're just seeing things that you liked. You wanted to post them, have like a catalog of it all. Um, but when? When did when did advanced research start? First year of the pandemic, during the first lockdown, really. Okay. And how so many did they I have in Germany? I had a little bit more time time on on hands mm-hmm. and I was seeing less people than before and then before I saved everything like in in on just uh, Instagram saved so I have it for my own and during the pandemic I was like okay now I have that time uh why I just don't share with everyone what I'm what I'm saving all the time yeah for me and I was spreading around like my account just to friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how it started in, in, in 2020. Wow. And how far like you I said, there was no, there's yeah. no plan. There's no plan, <laughs> plan behind it. No, there's no plan. There's no structure. No. And no. then in two years, you got 118,000 followers. Yes. That is insane. How did that, how just the algorithm likes what you're doing or? What was it? No, I said th- th- there was a lot of lot of luck and a lot of alg- algorithm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, when I see what's, what what was working with the algorithm, I played a lot with it. Okay. Uh, to grow it, but I think like it was mostly luck and a lot a lot of friends who was like yeah so, who were supporting me and pushing me in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And sharing it with dead friends, and uh, and of course, like I said, like I work in the industry for twenty five years, so most wow. people I know also from the industry, and then it spreads a little bit quicker, a little bit farther within the industry, and people were sharing around. But it was a lot of like luck, uh, mm-hmm. I think, where it is. Yeah, and also I would say uh, luck and. You're a you're a good member of the community as well. You know, you follow a lot of people. Um, so you're definitely you're involved. You're not just you're not just on here posting and closing the app. You're also you're doing your advanced research. Yeah. You're, you're following all these people and checking them out and just seeing what they're because, doing. Because because I'm like I said, I'm I'm a fan, you know, and uh there's so many interesting projects, so many interesting people. Uh, you know, I'm just a fan following these and like like what people made out of these functional garments and and functional aesthetic overall. It's really it's like and it's really diverse. So it's it's uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's why I follow so many people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey. Props to you for doing that as well. A lot of these pages want to be like, I only want to follow 30 people. Shout out Ali George Hinkins. Love that guy. He's only following like 29 people. <laughs> this is a question from Stormfit. They would like to know if there was one jacket that was given out to every human on earth, like a universal basic income, which one would it be? Which one would you want it to be? Everyone gets a jacket. Which one do you want them to have? I think that there's the original, um, I don't know the name of the jacket, the original Fjall Raven jacket. Oh. Uh, I think like it's Islandic jacket or Nordic jacket or something. What's the name Why of is the that? jacket? The original Fjall Raven jacket, the very first jacket they had. 
And what's the reason for that? Why do you say that? I think like like the the material is like a proven longevity. Uh, it's easy to maintain because like it's a it's a cotton nylon mix that you can easily reproof with mm -hmm. uh, waterproof with wax. Okay. So everyone has to change uh, has chance to maintain it. And I have the jacket like doesn't fit me anymore, <laughs> but I have the jacket for nearly thirty years, and I was oh, like wow. from time to time wearing it like like yeah heavy mm -hmm. year in year out. Like and it's still, it looks like 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 new. It's like I wow. think that that's one of the jackets. I have a lot of lot of you know other jackets that don't <laughs> uh, stay that fit anymore. And I think like if it should be a jacket for everyone, uh, that's the jacket for everyone. That's the one because every, the... everyone can maintain it. Mm -hmm. Is it the Greenland jacket? Yeah, the Greenland jacket, exactly. Greenland jacket, nice. Yes. Yeah, it looks very sturdy. Just looking at pictures yeah. of it on their website. Yeah. Nice, man. Nice. Um, next, from Mikey Kratzer, he says, thank you for newism. Newism? Oh, yes. What is that? So, like, like I said, like in the very beginning, um, I want to have the more like a super open mood board, not so not so product driven. Mm -hmm. And over the time, like advanced research became like very product driven. Okay. Like it's now. So so yeah. I started newism more back to the original intentional idea. More like uh, like I said, like unknown spaces was like my blueprint my inspiration uh in in the very beginning for advanced research newism is uh more back to the original idea where i post things away from from just product after product after product yeah it's more like the regional original the original mood board idea i had for it in the beginning okay and is this that's an instagram account you made yes Let's see. I don't know if I follow them. Newism. Ah, here it is. Wonderful. Shout out Newism. N-U-I-Z-M. <laughs> nice. Uh, one last thing. This isn't a question that other people have, but this is something that I would like to talk to you about. Um, this, this is how we're going to end off the podcast today. I see in your bio... On advanced research, you might know where I'm going with this. You've added a little exploring the capabilities of AI and fashion mm -hmm. and imagery. Now, I am an AI hater, AI fashion, mm -hmm. AI imagery hater. Um, tell me, tell me your perspective on things. We'll have an open dialogue here. Mm -hmm. I think like in 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 the what's interesting for me is not like not um, at the moment what people think like all that Dali or Mid Journey images is yeah. AI AI and uh, image creation via AI. Mm -hmm. I think in the future will be like more the fusion models where 
you can use the AI as a tool like like Photoshop, okay, or like a, a 3D rendering engine, mm-hmm. and it will give people without the formal training and education a possibility to create their vision, okay, through text prompts. And then additional steps to it to to create their vision. Like at the moment, like uh, if it's like design or music creation, whatever, you need a training to to uh, create that vision yeah. with the actual programs and mediums you have. Mm-hmm. And I think like what what AI will bring in the future will be like a democratization that everyone that who has the vision and can articulate it to it through text prompts mm-hmm. is able to make design, make music, whatever, is to mm-hmm. create current stuff and you don't need to have a, a sufficient training in in illustrator and photoshop to create some cat uh, images for his collection he can create like uh, realistic looking uh, 3d images of the products he for example if you're not talking back to to product can design i think that's what i will enable people in the future right now people always only see that Consumer products that brought AI to the public, like mm-hmm. the Dali or uh, Midjourney, which is which is AI, but it's more like uh, sampling of images and ideas that already exist. Yeah, but I think in the future, in the future, the, pr- the the fusion programs there will be uh, will help you to create your own aesthetic and your own vision through text prompts or whatever um, format, like without, like I said, like the formal training mm-hmm. and skills in uh, programs that are yeah not so easy to learn and also limited uh, for people. I think, and that's what, that's what's kind of interesting. Okay. Uh, to me. Yeah. So uh, just from, I wrote down a little bit what you said. So first you did mention it already, but currently like what's being used, um, like I, I saw, maybe you even posted it, the picture of like the Nike butterfly wing AI art stuff, right? Um, that's just someone putting into a machine Nike and then putting in a bunch of designers that they like um, yeah. and the, the thing crafting something. And that's, and a lot of AI stuff. Like I know Ali just posted something that was AI and he got a ton of hate yeah. comments. Um, Cause it's just like right now, the, the resources we have are just stealing art styles from artists that, you yeah. know, like it, you put into your chat, what GBT or whatever you put in, style like this artist and it'll just kind of scrub it and make something similar. Um, so that's a big thing. Currently, and I know you've already addressed it, but currently it's just basically stealing art and transforming it a little bit. But you know, there's no, there's no, uh, the computer doesn't make its own style, basically. Yeah. That's the first thing. And the second thing is um, a different perspective on what you were saying with a no, no formal training, you can kind of do whatever you want. Uh, and I 
relate to it a little bit because I'm someone who can't draw very well. I'm not very good with like actual imagery, drawing images. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something that I would like to get better at. And the, it's kind of the same thing with editing a podcast or I used to edit tons of videos. So editing videos, these are all things that I didn't know how to do. And I just took time to learn them. And I think there is something beautiful about the art of learning something like that. Like yes. if you don't know how to do Photoshop, Agreed. you can learn Photoshop. You don't, it, it's easier, obviously, if you can get AI to do it. Um, but even then, you know, we don't know how far it'll progress in the future. But for now, if I know, like now that I know how to use Photoshop, cause I use that to make all my memes and stuff. I know that like, okay, I need to erase some of this background or I need to add something to this blank space, or I need to make the font a little bit bigger or smaller. I feel like it's honestly easier to do that with Photoshop on my own than it would be to use AI. If I'm saying AI, like make text, that says this, but then the text is too big. It's like, whoa, it's like a whole new issue of how do I make the text smaller and not ruin the rest of the image? Um, so yeah, just, just the art of learning stuff I think is fine. And I think it's good. Um, and yes, it might help some people. Like if you want a kid to like know about music theory, maybe you can give them chat GBT and let them make music they could child do that. But also if you teach a kid to play piano or guitar, they might learn the same thing. So I think, you know, there's arguments on both sides for sure. Yeah. Like when you when you come to, to the music part, like you say for kids, like kids will be able in the future, like to express their um, feeling and vision for music through, for example, movement in front of camera. Mm-hmm. Like I'm now like yeah, how you yeah. creating the beat and playing with the beat and mm-hmm. AI will interpret uh, that movement from the kids, how mm. it's moving to the sound and beat to create a new sound from it. Yeah. And so the kids, the kid don't need to learn an instrument, but <laughs> it will be, it will be, Well, for I think for 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 the for the uh, every kid also needs like a ground theory of like music and and structure and like mm-hmm. like and they will learn this, but it's like to play you know to 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 play a flute or piano like quite of efficient so you can express everything that you mm-hmm. think and feel it needs a lot of training and you will be able to without that training have it before. Yeah. And I think maybe even, you know what you're saying with like, you make a gesture and it makes a sound. It sounds like a violin. Maybe the kid falls in love with violin and they start learning how to play the violin from that. That could like spark something in children or anyone really doing that. That's the hope. That's the hope that I have is that it can just be basically a supplement for people learning these actual skills. Like, Oh, like I have really good ideas in my head for drawings, but I can't draw. So I'll do this for now. And then in the meantime, like then I'll like, oh, okay. So I see the brush strokes here and maybe I'll learn how to draw and you know, that kind of thing. I don't know. That's my hope is that right now, obviously it's very controversial, especially with like, you know, AI art just basically stealing right now is what it is. Yeah, um, I know it's, it's, it's not hundred percent anymore. Like um, for the exhibition I created for Gore-Tex in Paris, mm-hmm. I worked with uh, Luca, shout out Luca, new facet. And he's using a, a diffusion model. And, and the diffusion model, like through machine learning, it has like an, 
sounds a little bit strange, but it has an own aesthetic that is not based on image sets. Okay. It's it's learning through, through data sets, but it's not like that's Dali or Midjourney or whatever ever you think like the text generators. So it has an, like an own aesthetics and it's tra- trained on a functional aesthetic and it helps him. He's a f- um, full educated graphic designer and he can just say, he suggests he can just use the AI uh, to create his vision without spending like hours in 3D rendering. Mm-hmm. But it's not that typical like, oh, here's that picture set. Here's that picture set. Uh, mesh something up of everything. It's just like an, yeah, like a like a tool of the future. Yeah. Then the stands. I want a person standing and and I want a jacket like this. And uh, yeah, that's that's the interesting part about it. It will and it still needs a human vision, an idea of something, mm-hmm. and it will be just expressed through AI, and it will not be that meshed up thing. <laughs> with 20 fingers at the moment yes <laughs> yeah yeah okay well hey i'm hopeful i'm skeptical but i'm hopeful that's that's my takeaway from all this okay all right cool uh do you have any questions for me before we wrap things up here no uh thank you it was a nice conversation of course um, my man yeah it was, it was good to see the real you hear your voice see your face yeah. break the thank veil <laughs> Yeah, thank you to all the people who sent in questions. I hope I could uh, share some some lights uh, on their questions. Absolutely. Um, yeah, for... thank you to all. Thank you uh, to all my followers. Thank you to you for your time. And <laughs> thank you. That's it. That's it. Nice. Yeah, more or less. All right. I'll see you later. See you later.